Okay, so the Antarctic Treaty. Now, I'm not trying to create a conspiracy where there is none, and I'm not trying to suggest things when it's never been suggested before. So let me just put it on the record right now. This episode has nothing to do with what flat earthers or flat earth believers have wanted, uh, how they want to talk about them going to the Antarctic to prove that the earth is flat and this and that. This has got nothing to do with that. (laughs) This is about a legitimate treaty signed between many, many countries called the Antarctic Treaty. Now, let me just say, first off, there has been a ton of speculation for many years about why planes don't really fly over the Antarctic. And one of the many reasons is because it would just prolong travel depending on which way they were going and which location they were going and things like this. Now, with that being said, there's a ton of safety concerns and legitimate logical reasons as to why a lot of planes would not fly over the Antarctic. It just so happens that building a base there or there being a lost civilization there works out perfectly in line with the Antarctic Treaty. Now, I'm not trying to put two and two together where there is none. All I'm saying is that it's one of two things. Either the Antarctic Treaty was made or created in order for countries to stay away from it because they were going to build a base there or there was already a civilization there or because they were planning on doing it down the road. Now, people who have explored and and have gone to Antarctica for many different reasons, whether it's historians, journalists, or archaeologists, or what have you, have all talked about essentially seeing and experiencing the same thing. Issues with the energy in the air, the electromagnetic frequencies, if you want to call it, witnessing unexplained anomalies in the sky, also in the water, discovering things like bacterias or viruses that if were to be reverse engineered scientifically could actually help human beings. So there's a, there's a lot of very interesting things and very unexplainable things, at least unexplainable relative to our understanding of, of, of life itself right now, that just doesn't seem to fit the narrative of what the Antarctic Treaty actually is. Okay, now I can read you the official definition of the Antarctic Treaty, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to because you can look that up. It's essentially a very formal way of of, of many different countries and their governments saying, listen, we're not flying over it. Anytime we want to visit or do an expedition there, we're letting the rest of the the people or the committee who signed this treaty, we're letting you guys know it's it's a human thing. It's not really a country thing, blah, blah, blah. Now, yes, there's also been speculation and rumors that... The Nazis established a base in Antarctica. That's, that's very hard to tell. Okay? I mean, there is some evidence to suggest that. It is factual that they did go there to look for things and to extract certain things from octopuses and different fish in order for them to stack up on food before the Second World War. That is true. But what I want to talk about is, is much more interesting things. For example, there was a gentleman that went there and explored some things, and his name was Admiral Richard Byrd. So from 1928 to 1956, Admiral Richard Byrd embarked on multiple expeditions to the Antarctic. During an expedition in 1947, Byrd allegedly wrote of his encounter with a lost civilization in in Antarctica. His diary stated that he met an ancient civilization that lived underground and that he was ordered to remain silent with respects to it. 
Bird's encounters have become known as the quote-unquote hollow earth theory, and multiple countries have signed the Antarctic Treaty, which I just spoke about, strictly regulating exploration of Antarctica, which is what I just spoke about. Now, this is interesting because if there is life there, this works out perfectly. I really do think that Antarctica is what you would call a sort of win-win for both sides of the of the coin here. And what I mean is that for governments, it's a win-win because you can use the reasoning of it being dangerous to so that commercial planes don't fly over it. And then on the other side, there's a lost civilization there. There's a bunch of different really weird, unexplainable things going on there. So it kind of works out perfectly that everyone in the whole goddamn world actually leaves Antarctica alone and kind of just lets them tend to what they're doing there. Okay. Now, with that being said, I want to break down. Someone made a map about what's going on in the Antarctic and what's really happening there. And they've listed it into about 11 different parts of the continent. And I want to break that down. Now, this is according to coolantarctica.com. The first one is the Forbidden Sector. No one knows what happens here. No one knows who has ever actually come back from there. If you try to take a peek at the border, you are grabbed by uh, literally some type of anomalous dark figure that you can't explain. And no one has ever seen after that. Now, I'm probably going to put a, a picture up because there's an actual, someone created a, a, a literal diagram talking about the, uh, the things there and what general locations these experiences have taken place. The next one is the hole at the pole, and this connects with, literally, it, they say hole, they call it the hole at the pole uh, as a bit of a joke, but this kind of endorses the, the sort of hollow earth theory that underneath all this ice and water and all that, there is actually livable, breathable air for civ not just beings and organisms to live there, but for civilizations to be established there. Okay, then supposedly there is some type of energy or energetic force field around, this is number three, around the continent itself, literally preventing certain things from occurring for the safety of the people that, or the beings that live there. And then we have the UFO base that many people have claimed, whether it's through pictures on Google Earth or pictures of explorers actually being there, taking pictures of things that look very similar, if not identical, to what a landed or crashed UFO would look like. Okay? And then we have visitors land. We have now the magnetic fields in Antarctica are manipulated to cause compasses to lead everyone to this area that they think they're going and think they might be. This, this prevents anyone finding out about the secrets in Antarctica that they don't want you to know about. Okay? And this is extremely interesting. And the reason why I say this is because you don't need to be a doctor, a historian, or an archaeologist, or whatever, to know that when you hold a compass, digital or analog, and you go to Antarctica, in certain parts, the compass starts just going crazy. Now, yes, some people have said this is because of the magnetic pull from the Earth's magnetic forces and all that, but I think it's got something more to do with the electromagnetic frequencies that scientists, particularly within the government and the military-industrial complex, have actually established and understand. Okay, because this whole thing about Antarctica, and I know it's been a bit of a conspiracy that pops up every, say, 5, 10, 15 years or so, and there's always something new about it. We need to understand that they know everything about 
every aspect of the natural landmarks of the earth, and they work around that to develop bases in places where there is, it is either protected by extreme weather, such as snow or rainfall or what have you, depending where in the, on, on the planet, or has unexplainable occurrences that other commercial planes and pilots tend to avert and not go, and go near. Because either way, it's a win-win because it just diverts anyone from even, not even flying there, but let alone like uh, thinking of even going there. Okay? And then we have the secret Nazi submarine base, which was, again, established at the end of the Second World War, which is a, ton a tunnel at the ice edge that leads to a base built into a giant ice cave hundreds of miles inland so submarines can come and go secretly on clandestine missions. Okay, then there's rumored to be a tropical area of Antarctica, which is underneath part of the hollow earth theory. Okay, that, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very hard to say. The, the interesting one that stands out to me, though, is the pyramids of Antarctica, and not because they're pyramids, not because the shape of it, wherever there's a pyramid, people start going, oh, what's going on? It's not because of that. It's because pyramids have been found over and over again and are still being found in places we never thought civilizations established pyramids. One of the reasons why, and a lot of people don't know this, one of the reasons why the Egyptian pyramids are so easily found is because it just so happens that where those pyramids were built, the weather was more than favorable for, for these particular structures. The weather was able to keep it in the shape that it's in and the shape that it's been in for so long. What people don't realize is there's pyramids that were built millions of years ago by lost civilizations, by civilizations that look human but are not really human, by, by human beings as well. There's pyramids all over. They're finding them everywhere in Europe, the Middle East, Antarctic, Latin America, you name it. They're finding them everywhere. Okay? Now, yes, there's also been reported to be st statues and things like this, but what I can say is that... the. When people are asking about what's going on in Antarctica and they're not receiving any kind of official response, no government representative is talking about it, nothing. So the most access that you and I have right now to Antarctica is literally Google Earth. So now, yes, you could say Google Earth is ripe to build up conspiracies about it, but then there's just certain things that the human eye doesn't even play a trick on it because it's literally right there. If you see what looks like a pyramid in front of you, from a picture that Google Earth, or Google Earth took six months or a year ago, it's probably a pyramid. It probably is. It's not your mind playing tricks on you saying, oh, the snow is angled this way and the snow is... No, it's probably a pyramid. I would, I would dare to say that. I don't think you would... I mean, unfortunately, nowadays, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist at any turn of the corner, but what I'm trying to say is that there's been a, a substantial interest in the Antarctic for a long time now. Okay, now whether there's a lost civilization there or not, we don't know for sure. We'll only know unless we actually go there ourselves or we have some type of independent researcher or team that goes there with no holds barred, they're given full access, the whole thing. But that's never going to happen. We know it's never going to happen. Okay, so at the end of the day, there's supposedly landing ports and things like this. It, it would be a perfect place to hide a base or better yet, a civilization. What we see on the front end, what, our, what we live on the front end here is only a fraction or a percentage of what's really going on. 
there's a, a top layer that we live on. That's maybe 5, maybe 10% of the real, I guess you could say, world or life as we know it. And then underneath that is, is another 30, 40% that we really don't know. And then underneath that is the final 20, 30, 40%, what have you, of things that, are, that the government deems too dangerous and too volatile for the public to know, which is fine, which is fine. But the timing of things like the Antarctic Treaty, it only makes you think about what's going on there. People who, again, this was an admiral who, when I read from his diary earlier, this is an admiral. This is not some random guy who kind of, you know, he's just some Joe Schmo who's got an internet blog and claimed he went there. This is an admiral from talking about how he met people from the 50s and the 60s. And yes, normally these people are killed off. One of the reasons why he probably wasn't is because he was a soldier and served in the military uh, for most of his life. So there's sort of that understanding there that when you're told to keep quiet, you kind of revert back to your old ways of that soldier mentality and you're told to shut up, especially back then. I mean, it, whistleblowers were pretty much non-existent at the time. So let me know what you guys think. I'm very curious as to, as to, to get your perspective on if there's a lost civilization or a hidden civilization or if the hollow earth theory is something that you take seriously, or if it's something you think is just a joke. But at the end of the day, what's going on in Antarctica is certainly fishy, whether it's natural or not. Thank you very much.